It's National Chemistry Week. Many people wonder what is it really like to study chemistry in college and beyond. Today on Pulsar, we are going to meet two graduate students from MIT who are pursuing a career in chemistry and ask them your questions on everything from their backgrounds to bad science in Hollywood. I'm your host, Eric O'Day. Thanks to Facebook Boston for supporting this episode of Pulsar. So Jessica and Angela, thank you so much for being here on Pulsar. Why don't you both go ahead and introduce yourselves? I'm Jessica Beard. I am a fourth year now graduate student in the Swagger Group. Hi, I'm Angela. I'm a second year graduate student in physical chemistry, and I work in the Schlagheim group. And can you give us an idea of what kind of things you work on in the chemistry lab? The first thing to start off is to say that like physical chemistry is pretty different than what people think of when they think of chemistry. A lot of times when people think of chemistry, they think of like making stuff, running reactions. A lot of what physical chemists do is instead like understanding processes and for chemists like the most important process is understanding like what we call dynamics but basically it's like when you excite a system how does that system kind of respond to that excitation currently the system that i'm studying has to do with applications for solar cells and green energy although the group that i'm in we also look at basically the dynamics of proteins and so i also have interests in that area as well i'm technically like in an organic chemistry group which means my stuff is mostly carbon. But I specifically have been working on making a like small molecule sensor that either becomes fluorescent, like emits light, or changes colors in response to a class of molecules known as nitrosamines. Nitrosamines are water pollutants, but they're also in other things, and they're really toxic and really carcinogenic. But they're also only present in really, really tiny amounts, so they're incredibly hard to detect without using really expensive equipment. And so I want to make molecules that produce like optical, like color or like light responses to these hazards so that we can use much cheaper equipment to like detect them in field on site. At the museum, we often hear visitors asking guest scientists, what was your favorite subject in school? So for you, was it chemistry when you were younger? Definitely chemistry. It didn't click immediately, but I was really into Harry Potter growing up, like really into it. And it's like the closest you could get to potions class but in reality. And then I had a really nerdy teacher for my second year of chemistry who made a lot of Star Trek jokes. And so then I fell in love with chemistry from there. Something we often hear from researchers is that while they might focus on one area of science, such as chemistry, they often pick up skills in other areas of science at the same time. A shark researcher might get really good at meteorology by needing to constantly find windows of good weather to search for sharks. Have you found that at all in your work? Maybe a similar field to what I do currently is understanding audio waves. So I'm kind of getting back into music, like electric guitar. You can do a lot of really interesting effects to your like audio wave. But it's actually quite interesting because when you think about waves, they're basically the same things that like dictate how light works. It's really interesting for me to like utilize the things I've learned through my research to like apply to learning about like guitar pedal effects because then I know exactly like what's going on like how they're changing the wave and what the resulting sound will be. In terms of like the other sciences I have to like verge into a lot some like environmental sciences like I'm not an environmental scientist by training but because of the nature of like where I find my target molecule the nitrosamines I frequently have to like think about this in the context of the environment like oh it could be leaching random molecules from like the soil and how it's all connected so I have to think a lot about like 
environmental sciences. And I didn't necessarily anticipate that growing into grad school and into this field. So we always get asked our favorite, whatever we're talking about when we do anything at the museum. If you're holding a snake, someone wants to know what's your favorite snake. In chemistry, I guess that would be what's your favorite molecule? Do you have one? So I give the really cliche answer, which is caffeine, which is probably true because it's grad student power. But also there's a molecule called penguinone. It was so named just because it looks like a penguin. And I don't even know what it's used for, but I love the name so much. Well, that's awesome. And I just decided that's my favorite molecule, too. How about you, Angela? Any other favorites, like a favorite experiment you've done or favorite piece of equipment? A lot of physical chemists deal with lasers, and so, at least for me, we work in the visible regime. When I first started doing research, the person that I worked under told me that by the time that you become, like, a proper physical chemist, you'll have, like, a favorite wavelength of light. And so I guess, for me, I do have, like, a favorite range of wavelengths for light, and it's, like, 525 to 535 nanometers, which corresponds to a very strong green color. Nice. My favorite wavelength is 700 nanometers, or red. So here's an interesting one we got. Sometimes we hear about Hollywood getting science wrong with things like gravity and volcanoes. Was there ever a time you were watching something and you thought, that is not how chemistry works? Oh yeah, okay. Two parts to this answer. First of all, it's just every time there's like a chemistry lab explosion on TV, it's like always the elephant toothpaste demo, just a different color. Elephant toothpaste demo is basically detergent hydrogen peroxide potassium iodide but it makes a bunch of foam like really aggressively really fast and if you put a bit of food coloring in it it can become glorious colors but because it can be so like fast and explosive with the foam it's used a lot on tv as like a lab accident because it's otherwise really safe the like one that like was scientifically wrong i still don't know what they meant during the wonder woman movie when they were like we have come up with a hydrogen-based mustard gas. And I'm like, I don't, hydrogen only takes one bond. Unless they were like suggesting pulling out like the sulfur that's in mustard gas. I I don't know what they meant. It threw me out of the movie because I still don't know what like this proposed hydrogen-based mustard gas was. So I think one of the most direct applications of chemistry is in forensic science. And so a lot of police procedurals try to incorporate some type of science. In terms of the least accurate thing I've seen, most recently I was watching like a police procedural and they were talking about line structures that you see in organic chemistry. Basically, they're just like the lines that show connection between like atoms. And they were like, oh, it's just a line structure. We don't know what the elements of the atoms are. And I was like, okay, well, the reason why it's a line structure is because it's like assumed that it's carbon and there's an automatic number of hydrogens that fill like an octet. So you actually know exactly like what the atoms consist of, like what elements they are. In terms of more accurate stuff, I've noticed that like a lot of true crime shows like Forensic Files tend to be extremely accurate in terms of their portrayal of chemistry. They actually seem to do a pretty good job of like explaining to a general audience certain analytical techniques that forensic analysts use currently. So I just gonna give a shout out to them. They seem to be doing a good job. And finally, what does the future hold for you? Do you have plans for after you finish grad school? I'm going to be honest, like I haven't given that much thought into it, but ideally I would be interested in staying in academia. I find the process of research to be really fun and really cool. And the fact that you get to like discover something new is really awesome. I've known I wanted to go into chemistry since high school. 
and I kind of always had like the academia career path in mind. So it's still currently the game plan, which means getting like a postdoc position. But I'm still working on like what sort of field I want to go into. Like there's so many things that like are really cool in chemistry. And I thought I knew going into grad school, like what I wanted to do long term. But as I've gotten more exposed to like more fields within like the discipline of chemistry, it's like, oh, well, you know, more material stuff is fun. But I've also really liked the sensing work or there could be like cool synthesis stuff. And then there's like AI in chemistry, like maybe I'll collab with some like flow chem people. The short version is a postdoc, but the long answer is, I don't know, I'm still figuring it out. So, you know, you want to be a chemist. You just don't really know which kind yet. Yeah, yeah, I thought I knew what kind. And then like, the more I learned, the more it's like, but this is cool, too. It's a bit of a work in progress. <laughs> and to wrap up, are there any places online that our listeners can go to find out more about some of the research that you do? So first of all, there's the Swagger Lab, which we're on social media at Swagger Group. The other thing is that I am funded in part by the Superfund Research Program, which is part of the National Institutes of Environmental Health Sciences. So you can find out about the Superfund Center at MIT just search MIT Superfund and it's like the first result. I've got really cool collaborators in a variety of fields doing research all related to hazardous chemicals and their effects on people as well as their effects on the environment. My group, the Slackcoin Lab, we definitely have a group website that you can always look up and see. Well, thank you both so much for answering our questions and good luck with your careers in chemistry. Thank you. Thank you. If you'd like to join us for more chemistry fun, visit mos.org slash chemistry dash week to find chemistry videos and activities you can do at home. Happy National Chemistry Week, everyone, and keep asking questions. <laughs>